Hello and welcome to the Expansive Podcast. My name is John Sane. I'm an author, a keynote speaker, and a future strategist. Join us every week as we speak about things that help you expand your personal life as well as your business life. And I'm always joined by my ever handsome co-host, Eric Kruger, who's an executive coach, an author, and a global speaker. We are today going to be speaking about the skills of the future, but every time before we start the topic, we like to catch up on the news and see what's going on in each other's lives. And apparently, this is one of your favorite parts as the listeners to this podcast. Uh, Eric, how are you doing there in Somerset West? Hey, brother. Yeah, all good. All good. Um, been a busy week. Uh, adoption day, birthdays. Um, Axel, for those of you who don't know, I have two uh, German shepherds that I'm obsessed with. And it turns out that yesterday was Axel's third year with us. Um, so it's wow. awesome. Yeah. And like every, every time we go, like he, he loves opening like packages and stuff. So we always get him presents yeah. and then like he tears yeah. it apart until like he gets to the, yeah. the good stuff inside. Uh, oh dude, it's so heartwarming, man. Like honestly, like mm. to, to have them in your life, but then also to have like these moments with them. It's, it's incredible. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, you so, know, I, I, I bought Bean a, a new uh, sort of like leash and a whole like harness. Mm. And um, she was so excited. She was so excited. <laughs> she was extra jumping, extra singing. She sings, you know, she has this yeah. opera voice that she sings with. And it was amazing that she really understood the present was for her. And I, I kept saying to her, you look so beautiful with your new harness. And she was so like proud of it, you know. Proud, Even at yeah. the end of our walk, she didn't want to take out of it. She didn't want to take it off. She's like, no, 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 this is my new harness. Oh, she's so, they are, yeah. let me tell you, they are guardian angels here mm. on earth. Uh, dogs are just the best, man. The best, yeah. best, best yeah. things in the world. Yeah. Listen, and uh, Great. You, have to, you have to say goodbye to Bean because uh, for the listeners, they'll also know that uh, you are making your trek back to Dubai. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I mean, I, I feel heart sore and uh, heavy in my heart to be leaving Bean, but you know, that's uh, that's the kind of the price of being nomadic. I will always come and visit her when I come back to Cape Town. And uh, But yeah, I mean, it's it's been sad for all of us, you know, mm. I, uh, even with Peter, dad, it's just been a sad time, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm making the most of being the last few days here in Cape Town and uh, spending as much time with her as possible. But uh, yeah, this, I mean, you know, we've got to carry on living and carry on moving. And, and you know the story. It's, uh, there's some good parts and some bad mm. parts about uh, being nomadic and moving around the world. Listen, but I'm, I'm very excited. I'm excited for you because I want to just say that because, I mean, pre, um, depending on how long you've been listening to the podcast for, uh, just pre-COVID, like you would just like kind of settling into Dubai, like that's become sort of your HQ. Uh, COVID hits, you come back to SA, yeah. you've been here now for two years. Yeah. So in a way, it's like yeah. it's, it's restarting that entire process. Yeah, it's restarting it, but with a community base in Dubai, which yeah. I feel so good about. And I think that's really what was missing from being nomadic is, is a lack of community and a lack of people around you and a lack of sort of like chosen family, you know, mm. as I like to call my friends. And uh, in Cape Town, I have a very solid chosen family who I love dearly. And uh, in Dubai, I'm developing that community, you know. So uh, mm. it's, 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 it's Dubai again, but uh, 2.0. Uh, I know where to live. I know what to do when I get there. It's just a readjustment, uh, a slight readjustment. But yeah, looking forward to awesome. it. And uh, awesome. I've heard from my friends living there that Dubai is pumping. Uh, but we all know that. And that's yeah. what Dubai is up to these days. Cool. Um, Eric, uh, one thing that has started today, unfortunately, is a war in uh, Russia and Ukraine. 
and it seems like uh, Europe and America are getting stuck in as well. And you know, as sad as this is, and I'll be making a little video about it later today, but as sad as it is, uh, these 80-year cycles that we've been going through called sacralums, um, research done by William Howe and Neil Strauss around this idea that after every 80-year cycle, we have a war in the world. And, uh, you know, I've been speaking about the fourth turning for the last sort of year or so. And here we are not expecting a war uh, at all, but all of a sudden we have a war on our hands. And as sad as it is, it was almost expected to a certain extent. In fact, I thought it was to be a China war between Taiwan and then something would happen there. But all of a sudden we seem to have a war in a different part of the world. So I just, mm. before we start uh, sending a lot of love and a lot of strength to the people caught up in that, uh, I do really hope that we eventually get rid of these idiotic leaders that are all power hungry. And I just don't mean Putin alone. I mean, all of them, all the whole bunch of them into their flipping war and army games and power plays and hurting civilians along the mm. way. It's really high time we end with this rubbish. But anyway, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't know if I have all that many thoughts. You know, it's um, it's crazy waking up to that kind of news and to like, I'm just looking at my inbox now and every headline, you know, is um, airstrikes targeting Ukrainian cities, Vladimir threatens instant retribution for anyone who tries to get involved yeah. and stop Russia. So like it's it's hectic to read that on top of it feels like, you know, everything's just been layered. So like we've been through COVID, there's been like so much suffering, so much uncertainty, then you get something happening like this and it's far away from you, but it still affects you via markets, um, via people that you know that might be affected that, you know, because we live in this global community. And I think it, it just keeps coming back to this idea that we've been speaking about now for so long that there is no more certainty. Like, I mean, how much more evidence do we need? There's no more certainty. It's going to keep coming at us. We're going to keep seeing these challenges. And really, it's going to be an invitation for us just to rise to the occasion every single time and to make sure that we control what we can control. We um, we don't allow the uncontrollables to affect us to the degree where it like influences our life in a, in a very big and negative way, which is a very difficult thing to do. Easy to say, difficult to do. But you have to keep coming back to like making the most of the sphere that you are in and that you can influence. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I think it's good for us to mark this as an occasion. Yeah. Mm. You know, I'm thinking as we, we, we are recording this live, why don't we speak about the fourth turning in more detail rather than skills of the future? And maybe next week do skills of the future. I think it's quite a sobering day for me emotionally to be thinking about what's going on up there. And, and you know, for our fellow humans and animals that are just being affected by all of this rubbish, why don't we dive deeper into the cycle that we're in and maybe give our listeners a little bit of an idea of this fourth turning. Um, and I, I honestly, I come, somehow think it's a bit desensitive or unsensitive to go into skills of the future when we're dealing mm. with the sort of trauma yeah. that's happening. I, I, yeah, I'm happy how, how do you feel that? about that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you can lead us on that because uh, I've, I've heard you speak about it before. But yeah, it's not, they've not my forte. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I just, it feels, it feels right for, for us to unpack it and also to maybe just give our listeners a little bit of solace that this idea of the fourth turning is something that's been brewing and unfortunately we're now here at this precipice uh, of the scenario. 
So I, I, I speak about cycles in my talks and in my books quite a lot. Uh, I try and stay away from predicting the future because of so many moving parts and domino effects from the collapse of uh, societal structures, the patriarchy, the dollar, the power of America. You just keep naming it. Education systems, medical systems, pharmaceutical systems. All of these things are in disarray. And because of this disarray, we often feel very chaotic, anxious, and frustrated because we really have no anchor points into the future. And so these cycles was really the first cycle I was going to speak about today was about the skills of the future and explaining why we need a brand new skill that maybe hasn't never really been sort of invoked or awakened within us and i think what we'll do is we'll do that next week so we'll speak mm. about that cycle when we when we do our next podcast but in today's podcast i think and, and look we've just done a quick u-turn in the topic that we were going to speak about because of this war um the idea here is that we have all become very comfortable and utilize the language uh, that william strauss and neil howe invented and they were the guys who came up with the research around generational archetypes. The baby boomers, the Gen Xs, the Gen Y, the Gen Z, and the Gen Alpha, showing us that each one of these generations have different motivating factors. They all understand success very differently. And we see this with Mitch McConnell and Greta Thunberg. You know, you've got this uh, Gen Z fighting this baby boomer. Mitch McConnell's an evil old man, but the truth is he thinks he's doing the right thing. He doesn't think mm -hmm. he's doing anything wrong, really. And, Mitch, and, and, and his idea of success is kill everybody that's not like us uh, and, and make them suffer. And Greta Thunberg's like, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're all in this together. So you can see there's very different motivating factors in, between these two generations. So if we think about the vast and, and impressive work that these two gentlemen have, have brought to our world and the fact that we all use this language now like it's second nature, these people are really smart, these two guys, you know. And so what they did was they did some further research in 1996. They brought out a book called The Fourth Turning. And when they wrote, wrote this book out, they, they said in it that we are not making any predictions of what is to come. But what we are showing you through our research is that humanity has been going through something called the saculum, approximately 80-year cycles for the last hundreds of years. Now, in these 80-year cycles, you have four seasons. You have a spring, you have a summer, an autumn, and a winter. And... It's almost as if we keep repeating the same patterns every 80 years through the same process of the seasonality within these 80 years as well. And the last time an 80-year cycle ended was 1946 with World War II. And so remember, in 1996, there was no idea of financial collapse. There was no mm. real idea that there was going to be such nationalism and political divide that we are feeling today. And when they wrote this book in 1996, they said, look, what happened in the last 80-year cycle was at the end of it, we had war, political divide, nationalism around the world, job losses, and financial crisis. This happened in World War II, and I remember uh, studying history at school, and I remember there was a picture. I, I, I really remember this picture so clearly. It was these two kids um, in Germany uh, wheelbarrowing money to the shop to buy bread, and they didn't have enough money. 
And it shows us that financial collapse and, you know, Mussolini and Hitler, what were they? They were fascists, uh, racists, uh, political divide and nationalists. And here we are, we have Trump and we have the, the Greeks and the Italians and, and Brexit and all these things. Again, here we are back again. Trying to know exactly what happened back then. And Trump, if he was voted for a second, like sort of sitting as president, you know, we could have been another Hitler of sorts could be in place, you know. So we understand that every 80 years this happens. And so if we break down these 80 years into the four cycles, and I'll explain them to you and, 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 and show you that actually it's amazing how often we go through the same sort of scenarios. Mm. Now, from 1946 to 1964, we had the first turning or the renaissance or spring as you want to call it and for 20 years life was about peaceful living you know it was all about trying to create some level of seamlessness and calmness and peace because we've just come from war collapse political divide nationalism all that stuff right so it, those first 20 years we had some incredible things happen on earth you know we had a brand new uh, currency the world became dollar based right and this was really promising because america had all the gold reserves from around the world and this seemed like the best idea possible we all know that dollar is now crumbling. As on mark, 80 years later, here we go, the cycle is starting to end. We also had the United Nations being formed and the International Monetary Fund being formed. We had the introduction of the rocket program. We had the inter inter um, introduction of television. We had the introduction of jets. So we had this brand new sort of renaissance that was happening around the world. And for 20 years, it was amazing to be alive and there was so much to look forward to. Just a quick caveat, the Italian Renaissance back in the 1500s was really birthed and came about because of the bubonic plague. The Black Plague of Europe that wiped out two-thirds of Europe really gave rise to the opportunity for us to evolve consciously, to get to a point where we celebrate uh, beauty, art, and knowledge, which we had never done before. So the Italian Renaissance itself as a movement really was birthed after the bubonic plague. And I think that's important for us mm. to keep in mind. Uh, you always need death, destruction, and chaos before newness is birthed. And boy, do we have death, destruction, and chaos going on right now. So after the first 20 years, 1964, we move into for 20 years or so from 1964 to 1984, we go through summer, which is really an awakening of humankind. And a few things happened over this period of time. And one of the big ones is the movement of psychedelics and LSD around the Woodstocks of the world. And we all pretty much looked at these people as hippies and barefoot lentil eating type people. And we kind of laughed at them off. But really we're starting to realize now that how important psychedelics are in awakening us to ourselves, helping us with PTSD, rewiring our brains, just so many wise and profound things that they bring to our lives. And so Woodstock was this awakening of who we were, what we were about and what our potential was. And there was many Woodstocks around the world and that movement really was proliferated from that era into the rest of the world. We also had the rise of computers and computers were launched over this period of time and an awakening to new ways of communication and new ways for us to engage uh, for business as well as in personal stuff and my favorite one is the beginning of the star wars franchise over this period of time we started to see an awaken to the potential of what was going on in the universe out there the idea of imagination of planets with two stars i mean two suns i remember that i don't know if you remember eric but i mean do you remember the first time you watched uh, star wars dude i've been a star wars fan my entire life yes yeah, so i I, yeah. I still remember that very first day that you see that text yeah. rolling in and like yeah 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 for sure. yeah, yeah. 
You know, I mean, I remember having a popcorn. I think my movies were 50 cents. So I don't know, one rand 50, I think, when I watched it. And I remember sitting there. And look, I mean, my pocket money was two rand a week. So, I mean, I was spending all my pocket money to go watch a movie and yeah. get some popcorn. Um, but I remember just my brain exploded. And it awoke to the potential of what was going on out there. And I remember, I'll never forget, there was a big mouth in the middle of the desert some big huge monster and this monster would chew you and keep you alive for a thousand years before you actually finally killed you and i think to myself oh my god what a crazy flipping <laughs> thing to get caught up in you know imagine you fell down that hole but anyway that's all other story so we have the awakening happen or summer as it's known right for 20 years or so and then we move into autumn or the unraveling from 1984 to 2008 and in this period of time, we start to see the unraveling of many of the structures we once implicitly trusted. Just like autumn takes away all the work that summer has done to break it down to get ready for winter. And in the unraveling, we had some incredible things happen, an unraveling of many ideas that we once trusted. Firstly, the feminist movement began over this period of time and really got some momentum. That's the breakdown and the unraveling of the patriarchy, which started to begin. We also had Tiananmen Square happen, which was the unraveling of China's communist idea. And this moved it, China into some political bohemian, I'm not political, capitalist behemoth, which has now gone back to some level of nationalism. We also had the Berlin Wall fall over this period of time. This was the unraveling of communism and capitalism. We had 9-11 happen, which was again the unraveling of war, conspiracy theories, and etc. We also had the internet being sort of birth the unraveling of old ways of doing communication and so we realized that for those 20 plus years we had the unraveling of many things around us now remember this book was written in 1996 you can't even get this book now it's stuck, sold out all over the world right but in 1996 they, they said from 2008 to 2028 we are expecting because this happened last 80 years and the 80 years before that we're expecting a war we're expecting political divide and nationalism. We're expecting job losses and we're expecting financial crisis. It should start around 2008. And bang on the money, 2008, the financial crisis began. Mm. And now we know that, you know, the, the, for every, I think it's for every third dollar, every third dollar has been printed over the last two years. You know that? I mean, it's, it's devalued by like 30% yeah. of the dollar or something like that. Some ridiculous I, I number. Video, I watched a video saying yesterday that from the moment they started the Federal Reserve Bank, uh, the yeah. dollars dropped 96% in value. Wow. Mm. Okay, so, so um, we understand that from 2008 to 2028, which is still six years away, we have a lot of chaos. We have a lot of implosion, a lot of destruction. And, you know, in my talks, I always said that COVID was the war that we unexpectedly got. And it, it is kind of a war because we were fighting an invisible uh, enemy, um, it, it, it killed 5 million people around the world. And that's kind of a war. But I, you know, and, and I remember some audience members telling me, no, there's going to be a war in China. And I was like, no, nah, I, I doubt that because I mean, that's, I, I can't see that happening. That was my inclination. I had no idea that this Ukraine thing would take off mm. and, and, and really start to begin. So we are having another type of war that has begun. And the reason I, I wanted to chat about this is that we often have this crisis of meaning uh, as human beings. It's almost like we've lost all our uh, ideas about the future, all our future memories. We find ourselves often bobbing in the middle of nowhere with no idea of where to go. It's almost like a, a GPS uh, app is broken. When I say GPS app, it's like GPS into the future. It's like, we actually don't know. I mean, I was speaking mm -hmm. to my mom and she was like, 
I don't know what's next. You know what I mean? I don't know what's going on in my life. And I was like, mom, you know, I've been feeling this now for the last six months or so. And in fact, my book, Who Do We Become? Coming out in May in all good bookstores, um, is really about um, this idea that it's okay to be in no man's land. And in fact, in the book, I've, I've called it abnormal. It's a space of abnormality is that we are feeling right now. And we very much in this abnormality and also still a lot of anguish that's happening, you know, like anguish of the pain of, you know, your identity almost going, your business might have folded, the dollar's worth less, everything's costing more. This is, it's, it's very uncomfortable. And now we start talking about NFTs and we start talking about war and we start talking about fluid gender, gender fluidity. And wow, there's so much sort of like, like abnormality. And then add to that, aliens will be landing soon. Don't forget, you heard it here first. So when aliens when land... Was and your also date? That abnorm- when was your date? Didn't you have like a, a date? No, there's no dates. 2022, 2023. It should be okay. in this era, in this sort of like, okay. in this phase. Um, and more and more, you'll start seeing more and more uh, ships showing themselves. I don't know if you saw yesterday, there was a, a ship... Uh, a spaceship on top of Pakistan on Islamabad and they had it for 12 minutes on camera uh, really? I was actually sharing it with my friend yesterday and slowly but surely they'll start showing themselves more to us mm. so we can become more comfortable with them but anyway that's a whole we should do a podcast on aliens I think that would be a great podcast maybe we'll interview <laughs> one Eric what if, what if we Eric yeah, interview yeah. one and bring them on bring, bring it onto our show because I think they're gender fluid as well Anyway, um, caveat back to this. So we are in a crisis of meaning right now. The meaning that we once had with education, with patriarchy, with dollar, with assets, with uh, identity, all of it seems to be crumbling around us. And so if you are feeling a little bit lost, don't. It's, it's not necessary to feel lost. Understand that this is where we act right now. This is where we are as human beings in a state of chaos. And remember, what I always do in a state of chaos is try and ground myself as often as possible and also realize that the way to get away from this anxiousness is to get into action. And we did a whole show, I did a whole podcast on that, you know. The antidote mm. to anxiousness and frustration is action. So our action, you and me, is about learning new things. It's about diving deeper into what we're doing yeah. and evolving as quickly as possible, bringing on new skills to get us ready for the renaissance, get us ready for the next spring that's coming, while still being conscious about mourning our future memories, mourning what's really going on around us and being conscious about that and having empathy for the people around us as well as for ourselves. But truth is, we have no choice. This is the chaos that we find ourselves in right now. And as much as it hurts us to see all the death and destruction and implosion happening around us, this is where we are as humanity. And really what we have to do is bed down and start to look for the future with Mm. more optimistic eyes. Sure. Very, very good. I mean, you spoke there for about 20, 20 minutes. Um, you should be a speaker. You should be able to like do this on stage yeah. and, and just get paid yeah. to, to uh, do. I think, uh, okay. where, where do I sign up? Where do I yeah, sign yeah. up? Where, where, where do you think I'll, they can I'll hire me? You. I'll connect you. I'll connect you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, Anybody yeah. out there? Yeah. Anybody out there who knows how I can get more speaking gigs, please get hold of me. Hello at johnsone.com. <laughs> Listen, um, no, very good. Um, two things popped up for me while you were speaking. The first is that there's definitely a, a, a kind of solace that you find in being able to observe the pattern. You know, when you, mm. for example, go mm. to a physiotherapist and you have like this pain in your back and then they treat you and they tell you, listen, what you can expect is that tomorrow morning you're going to feel bruised and sore and you might be like a little bit more stiff, but then it's going to ease up. The moment you know that, when that then occurs, you don't freak out. You're like, okay, well, this, yeah. this was kind of expected. So, so it helps understanding that these things are part of a pattern and patterns are everywhere and you know 
we, we can't escape these patterns. But then yeah. having said that, I do think that the challenge for us is to also find your own pattern within the pattern. That, you know, mm. when when there's a a big wave coming towards the like the, the city or whatever, mm. like some people will look at that and go, that's too scary. And others will grab their surfing yeah. boards and like figure out how to like yes. launch from a helicopter yes. and serve yes. this thing, right? Yeah. And I think we've seen this during COVID as well, is that yes, like death, destruction, so many things going wrong. And then in that also opportunity and um, mm. ways to... Mm. Yeah, way, ways to like sort of harness the energy and move into a different direction for yourself. So I think even even though you know the big macro pattern that's occurring, it, sh- it doesn't have to be your pattern. It doesn't mean that just because the world is moving into winter, you have to be in winter. You have to make the decision that you're gonna you're gonna carve your own way. You're gonna like create your own season. Well, look, yes, no, no. I think be okay with winter and maximize winter. You don't have a choice that it's winter. But then, you know, start making winter an okay thing. You know, it's like almost like, you know, some people say, you know, oh, the weather's so bad. No, the weather's not so bad. The weather's the weather. Get on with it. Do whatever the weather allows you to do. Don't complain that the weather, anybody who complains about the weather irritates me because what's the point? So it's raining. Okay. Do what you have to do when it's raining. Okay. okay, Now you can't go for a walk. Sorry that you can't do that. But you know, it's really just about that. It's winter. Like wake up mm. and say, okay, for the next six years, it's winter. All right, what am I going to do for the next six years? It's winter. It allows you to move into warrior state. And not, not worry, W-O-R-R-Y, but warrior. As in, you move into a forward footing towards what's coming rather than sitting back and feeling sorry for yourself, which is so easy to do when there's mm. so much chaos. You know, we all do at times. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me. But the truth is, yeah, you don't have a choice, dude. I mean, this is what you have to be doing. And this is where we mm. have to be going. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a quite an obvious step for me. Mm. Okay. So very, very good. Any other Thank last you. points there, Eric? Mm. No, I think, I think that's been um, very appropriate for where we find ourselves today. I think it's a good reminder of um, where we are, not only in terms of the presence, but also in the terms of a bigger macro cycle that is happening. Yeah. So um, yeah. to everyone listening, uh, bite down a little bit longer. Make sure that you uh, make some snowmen and grab your snowboards yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. do something, do something yeah. worthwhile yeah. while we are in winter. Yes, exactly. Well, look, uh, what we're going to be having over the next sort of few months is we're going to be bringing in two specialists on NFTs. Uh, this is really about the digital world we're moving into. We'll do it over the next few months. We'll have, we're going to have a specialist that's going to take us from zero to 10. And then we're going to have another specialist taking us from 10 to 20 and really just showing us the different variations of what NFT means. So if you don't know what NFTs are, uh, look out for those two sessions and bonus sessions are going to be coming out from the expansive and thank you for tuning in and being part of the expansive family please leave us a review on itunes and spotify we're hoping to get to 200 by the end of the year we have them streaming in so thank you so much for everybody who's already done that you can follow us on instagram linkedin facebook and youtube and whatever platform you use to listen to your favorite podcast please share the feedback on the show with us we'd love to hear from you on our social media channels and a quick reminder that you can book me and eric at your event to speak do strategy sessions or even do combined sessions that we did like we did for in ypo new york around resilience we'd love to do that for your company whenever you need it thank you so much for tuning in and until next time ciao goodbye